Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. We were all scared about the darkest timeline. You know, the one where Brock Lesnar comes back, or Goldberg comes back, or the fiend burns someone alive in the pot. No, there was an awesome timeline there. Because The Miz made his shock cash-in at the end of the show after the main event, the Raw Elimination Chamber match, Drew successfully retained there to be beaten down by walking Armageddon, Bobby Lashley, and then The Miz just strolled on down. He came down and he hit a DDT on Drew. Drew kicked out. I actually thought maybe it was all a rib. Maybe another way to get Drew over. He can even... He could even beat The Miz after a chamber match. Take that, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. But no, there was a skull-crushing finale, and Miz beat Drew McIntyre to win the WWE Championship. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. This is the Elimination Chamber 2021 review on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. Indeed, yeah, this is the new and exclusive home for your WrestleTalk podcast channel. Uh, if you're on the WrestleTalk channel, you're thinking like, well, where's the podcast? You're in the wrong place, mate. You need to be coming over this way to the new home of the WrestleTalk podcast content that will be going out here exclusively on this channel. So, bit of a device. I'm surprised this is a divisive issue because I'm pretty certain everyone, everyone, has talked about how terrible The Miz and John Morrison have been all year. Not just 2021 all year. I mean, like, most of 2022. The SmackDown stuff, hey, hey, ho, ho. All of the rubbish Miz TV segments. We said on the Go Home episode of Raw, oh, God, it's starting with a Miz TV segment. And everyone agreed. 
Yeah, and he's Ollie... now the champion, and everyone's like, he deserves it though. Yeah, but that's what well, that's the point, isn't it, Ollie? He deserves this, doesn't he? He deserves a title run because he had one 10 years ago. So he deserves another title run. He deserves to be in, in this and the other. Like it is, yeah, everyone was not into the Miz holding the money in the bank contract. But now that he's the champion, there is this pocket of fans, of clearly of which we are not part of that are happy to see The Miz as the WWE champion because he deserves this opportunity. I'm confused. I'm, I'm genuinely baffled. I put up a, a community post poll, a poll on a poll match on WrestleTalk, and 59% of people said that they were happy that The Miz is champion. Which, I, you know, from- that's, that's, that's loads. It is. I, I got a tweet from someone yesterday when I put up a, a post, like I've got my theory as to why the Miz won the title, and like I'll go through like my predictions for tonight's Raw and, and going into Mania this and the other. I'll go through that in a second, but like I put up this tweet with the you know these kind of thoughts, and someone messaged me back, legit with no hint of irony, said Drew was getting stale. We needed something new, something new like the Miz who did this ten years ago. And that, I think, is my biggest issue I've got with The Miz. And, like, I know a lot of people are expecting... People coming into this, and I, I know this because people send me messages, can't wait to hear you rant about this. I can't rant about Miz as WWE Champion because I'm just... I'm not mad. I'm just, like, not bothered. And I'm kind of, like, frustrated. And I think that's worse. I'm disappointed. And I think, ultimately, that is worse. And it is the WWE cannot move or grow Vince McMahon is in a position now where he needs comfort and he needs reliability he needs something that he knows he doesn't have to question if he sends Miz out for a segment he knows exactly what he's going to get out of that segment if he tries someone new like you could have done this storyline with a brand new character someone who was young fresh and different and it probably and it actually would have worked so much better but the Miz is reliable in this position Vince McMahon can send the Miz out there for a segment and know exactly what he's going to get. He doesn't need to micromanage it. He doesn't need to rewrite a segment. He knows that the Miz will go out there and hit every single thing that he needs to do. That's comfort. That's comforting. The Miz is a lovely, warm, woolly jumper. And that's what Vince McMahon needs at the moment. Nothing new. This is something that... And the Miz is the same character he was 10 years ago. Because he doesn't grow. He doesn't change. Nothing changes in this company. It's the same company for the last 15 years. Jeff Hardy versus uh, Randy Orton had a match for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble in 2008. They were part of the main event of this show for the WWE Championship in 2021. Because the company doesn't grow. The company doesn't move. No new stars are here. No new stars are created. Because we've got our comfort zone. And our comfort zone is the Miz as the WWE Champion. But what you're forgetting is that he can hold the title upside down. And I'll tell you why that's great. Because his name begins with the letter M. And the Mm. WWE logo inverted is the letter M. So, I don't think he's... Like, he is the most transitional, transitional champs, right? Like, I would put... I mean, perhaps this is a Louis Dangorism. I would put money on good money. Good money. On the fa- good money. I would put good money on the fact that he's not the champion by the end of Raw tonight. Like if I was if I was booking this storyline, because like, you know, we saw 
um, MVP chatting with Miz backstage. My theory on this is that MVP said to the Miz, look, Bobby's going to go out there and beat up Drew and you're going to cash in. And as a reward, you're going to give Bobby the first shot or something along those lines. And we'll like, you know, we'll cash in, our, you know, our shot at you at a later date. MVP does that in the very first segment of Raw tonight. And Bobby Lashley beats The Miz for the title tonight in the first segment of Raw. And we can build Bobby versus Drew to WrestleMania. And Miz can be so angry that he lost the championship in less than 24 hours. That can just further his feud with Bad Bunny, who is a champion. And he hasn't lost his title. He held on to his title for more than 24 hours. So you you think that the the reason the real reason Miz won this title is to act as a transitional? I think that's definitely a given. Um, to get it onto Lashley, I just don't know when that happens. I I would it'd be cool if it happened tonight. Um, I think that's the best version of this. Mm-hmm. And it does like that happening doesn't then go ah yeah, but WWE. There, that was good booking because it eventually. No, no, it's but it's still bad booking. It just ended up okay. Uh, I don't like that argument, but I, the, I think I, I think there's also a version of this where they are holding out for a big Peacock Premium launch with Fastlane, which is mid March, maybe slightly late March. I go, oh no, it's like seventeenth of March or something. He that can have Miz versus Lashley. I don't know. It's, it's a heel on heel, though. Uh, I, th- I don't think anyone's going to be subscribing to a new Peacock premium service for that match. Well, no, I mean, I disagree. Yeah, exactly. Like, But that's why I feel like this isn't about... I don't think this has got anything to do with the Peacock launch. I think this was just a way for them to get the title off of Drew so that Drew can win it back in front of fans at WrestleMania, which is something we've all kind of speculated pretty much since Randy Orton won the title back in November, right? We always thought, well, the reason they're taking the title of Drew is that they can give Drew the crowd pop that he never got in uh, March and April of 2020. So this way, we've now taken the title off of Drew. Bobby didn't beat him. Drew hasn't beaten Bobby, but Bobby can beat Miz, and then Drew can beat Bobby at WrestleMania and so Drew is still the champion. Drew gets his crowd pop and everything. And we basically just use The Miz as a way, as a conduit, essentially, to set up this match. Because, I mean, let's be honest, it's not gonna, The Miz is not going to be champion going into WrestleMania. Like, absolute, there isn't a cat in hell's chance that Miz is the champion going into WrestleMania. I, and I, I will stake my reputation on that because I think they would be absolute clowns to have The Miz walk into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. So I think this is like a really just short-term thing. It's an interesting point, isn't it? I think what, you know, I would also put good money. I'd put some some prime Bitcoin on Miz not having the title past Fastlane. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it could, the title could change as early as tonight. Uh, but so where does that put? all the people who are very happy that The Miz has a championship in 2021. Because, like, the big outpouring of support here is, oh, my God, Miz deserves this. I think a lot of people uh, a little bit younger than us grew up and they they like Miz. You know, like, you know, you sort of look past a lot of uh, arrestors' limitations or faults when you are in the more formative stages of your fandom. I'm certainly uh, a victim of it myself. I've done that with plenty of wrestlers from the Attitude Era. I think a lot of people have that for, you know, when Carlito, everyone, Tempest went mad for Carlito when he returned at the Royal Rumble. I'm like, 
He was a he, he was there for a hot second in WWE in the late noughties, and he never did anything of substance. He had a cool apple spinning gimmick. That was about it. But, you know, for, yeah. for a lot of people, that was a big deal. So now that there's a lot that like the majority, because I'm really trying to really trying to understand why people think this is a good idea beyond everything you've just said, beyond what I said in my review as well, that that, that I don't care if you wanted The Miz to be a champion. He's been booked terribly. He has been booked awfully. No credibility, annoying, go away heat for a year. And now he's a champion. I, I just don't think that works. So the, the, but I can understand. Yes, I grew up with The Miz. I've lived with him all this time. When I was becoming a, like becoming a wrestling fan, he was the champion. And I didn't like John Cena. And I didn't really know who The Rock was back then. But Miz, oh, he was my guy. And now he's got it back. But I can, I can understand that motivation. I have, I have, I have empathy for you because you know if Kevin Owens wins a title out of nowhere, I will feel the same way because of how I felt about Kevin Steen in 2010 too. But what what happens to all those people when he drops the title a week, a, a night to three weeks later? Are they going to go? Yeah. Oh yeah, but that was good. That was he deserved that. He deserved the transitional spot. This isn't going to be the grand Miz Renaissance that everybody wants. And if you have that, like if you have that viewpoint, it's going to lead to a lot of frustration and disappointment. Yeah. I, I have had messages from people being like, oh, I think this is going to be the start of a lengthy Miz run. And he's going to go back to being that serious heel, that talking smack Miz heel that I think a lot of people really like hold dear and like really, they have a lot of nostalgic love for that run. And it was a really good Miz run. But I think what a lot of people forget is that that was a mid-card run. And Miz is a mid-card guy. Miz was Miz is not he is so suited like a Baron Corbin so suited to that mid card level and they're perfect in that level. Do you know what Miz is great for? Miz is great for a bad bunny match at WrestleMania. That is a perfect spot for the Miz. The Miz going into Mania as the champion that is not a spot for the Miz. But you're absolutely right. There are people who think this is going to be a lengthy Miz reign, and it, I really don't think it is. As I said, I think this is just a means to an end to get the title onto Bobby in the same way that putting John Morrison into the United States championship triple threat was a means to an end to get the U S title off of Bobby. So this like Miz is the John Morrison of that match. He's just there so he can take the pin and Bobby can be the WWE champion to build to a big match at WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre. Right? So I then kind of feel really bad for those people who are, really excited that the Miz is going to have this lengthy reign because I don't think like or a serious reign because I don't think it's going to happen I really don't no good money on that uh, I, sh- I should put over that both me and Luke do see a lot of value in Miz as a performer mm-hmm. like, and this is no slight at the guy himself because yep. he has an incredible work rate and he's like he comes across as such a nice guy never gets uh, uh, you know like never gets injured just a, a fantastic promo one of the best promo talkers the company has and like there are a few people like slick professionalism wise that could that could match him really in WWE but yeah i i we're not talking about 2016 to 2017 hot miss when talking smack really revolutionized his career and they he, he feuded with a guy who couldn't wrestle in daniel bryan we're not talking about him. We're talking. We're, we're not even. This is. We're not even talking about the Miz cashing in ten years to the day on Randy Orton. 
Yeah. Like I, I, I could if that happened, I would have gone. Yeah, fair. Okay, why not do that? Because the stars align so perfectly. Do that back in November. You do it now, and like we, we haven't even dived the Miz stuff. You know, I think we we've said our piece. The money in the bank stuff. Like people like um, I've seen so many people say, "Well, this gives money in the bank credibility again." Does it's nice it? to say, yeah. What? No, no, not my words. This, it's nice to see a successful cash in for once. I'm like, but he's he failed to cash it in already. Otis yeah. lost it to him. The money in the bank brief. This has been one of the worst years for money in the bank briefcase bookings. Yeah, it really has. And actually, like to to put a pin on the the the, the Miz booking side of things, because it is, I think it is very worth pointing, like very, very much pointing out that one of WWE's worst traits, I would say, is that they when they give someone the money in the bank briefcase, they just beat them like a drum. Just absolutely just beat them like black and blue and just keep pinning them because their thought process is, well, they're just gonna win the title and then everyone will forget that. And actually, to kind of like WWE's enormous credits. That is what happens because everyone is really excited about Miz. No one is looking at the fact that, you know what? The Miz has won three singles matches since January 2020. Three singles matches in over a year. And he's the WWE champion. How on earth can you take that seriously as a main events player? Because you gotta, and do you know what? That is not the Miz's fault. That is not Mike Mizanin's fault. That is absolutely, it's not Maurice's fault. It's not John Morrison's fault. It's absolutely no one's fault, but the company that beats him like a drum week in and week out. So then when he wins the title, I go like, cool. Like uh, that, that just means the, means the title now seems crap. And I don't buy Miz as a champion just in the same way I didn't buy him as the champion 10 years ago. So it doesn't work on multiple levels. I suppose to play devil's advocate, that's the point. He's not presented as a serious champion. He didn't even do the the beating up of Drew McIntyre after McIntyre had gone through the chamber match. Lashley did. So what they're doing is... is, The people who want that serious Miz are not going to get that character that they're after then. So surely you're then pissing off that that portion of the audience. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But I I guess that WWE are telling the story of Miz is a chicken S word heel. He'll do, he'll cut the great promos. I just want to bring this comment up from Justin Smith here. Wait till he cuts a monster promo. Everyone will love him again. And I saw, I've watched the promo that he cut on WWE.com after the match. He is incredible. He is such a gifted talker. And, you know, there was a little bit in me that was like, ah, it is good to see like this kind of psychotic, serious Miz back. But as soon as the bell rings, all of that's going to dissipate. Well, we, yeah. we've lived through this already. We've lived through the Miz top title run. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't, because there are some wrestlers that are suited to a certain level of the card. And that's not a bad thing. That really isn't a bad thing. Like that is actually, you know, that's a testament to you as a performer that you are a solid, credible person in this position but you can't go above that position. Baron Corbin was the dirt worst on Raw when they were pushing him as a main event heel. The second that they knocked him out of that main event position and slotted him as the mid-card heel, so much better. And Baron Corbin becomes a much more likable presence on screen, a much more watchable presence. And I think it's the same for The Miz. The Miz is better when he's not in the world title hunt. He's so great in a bad bunny, in this bad bunny uh, Damien Priest feud that's designed to get Damien Priest over. That is a brilliant, perfect use of the Miz. Serious Miz champion, heel champion in 2021. Absolutely. I I cannot 
cannot see it working outside of people who are desperate for it to work and will just act like it's working. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at Manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling a hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and... I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
Well, let's let's see what people uh, think. There are a lot of ultra chats, uh, and what they, we really haven't. But we've spoken about the cliffhanger ending angle. Uh, I think we'll spend the bulk of the show on that. So be, please be patient, folks. Also. This is the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. There's 2,200 of you watching right now. If you haven't already, because this isn't the Wrestle Talk channel where the Wrestle Talk news is, it's we've now moved everything shuffled around. So Wrestle Talk podcasts like this one are only going to be on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Raw tomorrow is here. AW on Thursday is here. No longer on the Wrestle Talk channel. So please subscribe and enable notifications. Leave a comment down below. Share this around. Let other people know. Do our grassroots promotion job for us. Because you're just yeah. a hater, Ollie. So I think we need to like <laughs> just post up on Twitter how much you're just a hater. Haters uh, gonna hate. And also getting your uh, your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. I am very curious to jump into these. So RP Dignan says, so I'm happy because The Miz has always been my guy, but I do confess I was more interested in the Drew Sheamus story. This kind of throws a wrench in it. Would have also preferred Miz Edge over Edge Roman. Feel like they have more to work with than just Spears. Oh, I'm way less into Miz Edge for the title. I'm actually I'm actually quite into Edge Roman. I think that's going to be a really fun match. Although, I mean, are we sure it's happening, Ali? Because I, it was quite <laughs> subtle in the way that they were acting uh, in the ring when they were, you know, when he speared him. Uh, just to preempt people's claims of hypocrisy, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you, so you like Edge versus Roman? Edge is a guy who's been around forever. Uh, or, you know, I was rooting for Sheamus to win in the chamber. I thought that was a good blood feud he had with Drew there. Sheamus is a guy who's been around, it feels just as long as Miz, just in that sort of perennial mid-card spot as well. The difference there is that they have at least been built up over the last six months yes. and, and have been treated time. like main eventers. Yeah, like they're, like the Edge character that we've got here, this old man Logan Edge, is very different to the Edge that we had when he retired. It's the same with Sheamus. Sheamus is a completely different character now, whereas The Miz is the exact character he was in 2005. And here we are, like many, many years later, and he's just the same thing. Stephen Guzman, I'm to confess my wrestling sins. I'm glad Miz won it. I've been bored with Drew as champion. I love him, but WWE made him very vanilla to me with his good guy persona. I'd rather Miz win than Lashley win it and dominate for a long time as champ. Yeah, I've, I have seen a lot of people say that they were bored of Drew as champion, which I'm, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of half surprised by, but also half not because Drew is so dominating. And I feel like, you know, we've, you know, you and I've been doing this podcast for you know nearly five years now we have seen that when people are in a very dominating position wrestling fans do get tired of it quite quickly i was into mcintyre i thought he was a very well-booked babyface champion stephen guzman again sorry i want to explain more before i get roasted drew mcintyre is amazing and i love when he was the scottish psychopath but the respectful nice guy route wwe went with him just made him feel uninteresting i want him to be a champ but not like how he has been that's an interesting point. I think that's a fair point, yeah. Zach Robinson. Nothing against Miz personally, but I'm sad him as champ comes at the cost of Drew's run. Imagine if he hadn't also lost to Randy and had just one super lengthy reign from WrestleMania. It would have given both Drew and the title much more prestige and meaning. I completely agree. I completely agree. 
Lewis Bozinski. I believe Lashley will beat The Miz on Raw, and they will build to Lashley versus Lee. Keith Lee at Mania. Hence the reason Lee was pulled due to, quote, injury. Uh, it was a legit injury, Lewis. Um, <laughs> undisclosed injury. It, I, it, all accounts are that this is not a work. Also, a big shout out to Wrestle Talks Retribution, who I done a quiz with last night, including German Dan. It was so much fun. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Brad Gibbs, sorry, you just sorry, but just because you guys don't like Mrs. Champion doesn't mean it's bad. He's long overdue. This all Money in the Bank holders lose on TV. That's how they book them. He's a good wrestler, amazing promo, can do comedy, and can be serious too. Why not give things a chance before being so negative and reactionary in your reviews? Just wish you guys would stop pushing these weird agendas against certain wrestlers like Miz and Corbin, acting as if they're bad just because you don't personally enjoy them. I, I, I think we kind of established this in the review, but we have never labeled it against them as the performers. It's the company's presentation of them as characters that is the problem. And also, Brad, like, if I think it's bad, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. Like it doesn't mean that I that doesn't mean that I think you're wrong either. That's just what different opinions are. Yeah, and also I like like Luke said uh, that he's been booked terribly. <laughs> he's been yeah. booked terribly in the six months. I I don't know how more clear that I don't know why that isn't clearer to people. Why that? Well, it's you see, such, I, it's such an obvious reason to dislike this. I know, but as he says there, it's just what they do. So it's fine, I guess. I don't, I don't agree with that personally. Cipher, Cipher H. I actually wanted Miz to have a second world title reign back in 2016-17 when he was on top of his game, but not now. Uh, I don't like most of his segments. He is a hard worker, but needs to be built better. I agree. My thoughts exactly. Leon Quashi, that look of real shock, anger, and resignation from all of you when Miz cashed in. Uh, use it as a reaction image, GIF. Whenever there's an overlooked talent on a run or buzz at the end uh, next NXT call-up, remember that moment. Never get too high with the WWE. <clears throat> Michael Riviera. Hello, lads. I've been surprised how much people have been into Mrs. Champ because he, quotes, deserves it. When that has been the criteria when has that been the criteria to be champion? It's all about been it's all about been a draw, yeah, not deserving. Yeah. Being a draw, not deserving. Being a draw. Keep up the good work, lads. Yeah, I totally agree as well. Like this, I mean, there are there are very rare examples, like legends, where you know they've been. I don't know. There are there are definite exceptions where it's like you do that. Christopher Daniels at the Ring of Honor tenth anniversary show. I think he'd earned that. Like that that was a beautiful and that was like a nice bit of fan service. I don't think this can be used to as fan service. No, <laughs> I don't think so too. Matthew Makovsky, so here's what I think. Like Mr. Davis said, Drew can win it back in front of fans. Miz versus Lashley and Drew versus Sheamus at Fastlane. Lashley wins title. Drew versus Lashley at Mania for the title. Drew gets title. Unfortunately, part is short Lashley reign. Yeah, and I think, you know, Lashley being built so strong is almost like, you know, it's the classic Vince booking of you book your heel champ to be, like your heel to be very, very strong so that your baby face can then overcome them on a big stage. And I, yeah, I think that's where we're going with Lashley here. So yeah, he does get a short title reign out of it. But like the end goal here is not to give Lashley a title reign. The end goal is to give Drew a mountain to overcome. My God, I've just skipped ahead. We've got, we've got three more pages 
of just Miz chat alone. So what I'll do, I'll read a few more and then we'll do the, the full play-by-play review and we'll get back into these. Bacon Rasher, hi lads, I'm not angry. Just disappointed someone else didn't win Money in the Bank. But this is WWE, and if they do it right, it can be good. Bobby beats Miz, faces Drew at Mania, Drew wins it in front of some fans. Miz is great, and I do like him. All aboard the Miz Taraj. P.S. On my uh-uh ultra chat, I meant other than Otis, as they had no idea what to do after that, apart from safe option Mr. WWE himself, the Miz. Bobby versus Drew for the title, I'm in. This is a great heel and hope he now gets better stories. Jam that jam. Hashtag Mr. Raj. I do think it is worth remembering that the reason why Otis won Money in the Bank in the first place is because WWE were just trying to get people to notice them during the pandemic because ratings were sliding through. Like, well, we need to try and do wacky things that will get people talking. And that's why Otis won it. And then Otis did absolutely diddly dick with it afterwards. And they were like, oh, actually, we just need to take it off of him, I guess. Yeah, and unfortunately, Bacon Rasher... Uh, you hope he now gets better stories. Uh, look, look, maybe we'll look back on this and in three months' time, and Miz would have had this incredible run as as a top heel champion where he's booked credibly. I just, you know, I've watched wrestling for nearly all my life, and I, I've never seen anything in the WWE to make me think that's going to happen. So I would start tempering your expectations now. Mass Gamer 99. Miz, Miz is feuding with Bad Bunny. Miz is having a tag team match with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. He's not defending the WWE title against Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. He's going into a tag match with him. So, yeah, I, I don't think I would... I, and I, <clears> do you know what? That's, I think that's a good storyline for them, Miz. Mass Game. Yeah, we're all on board with that. We're like, hey, yeah. this Bad Bunny, Damian Priest stuff. Perfect. Right. Mass Gamer 99. Miz WWE title run till 2023. Book it, Vince. That's good S-word. But seriously, watch you guys for years. Love you guys. Just joined Patreon $10 tier. Damn you, Luke, for the darkest timeline. Good day, sir. Thank you very much, Mass Gamer. Thank you so much. And finally, for now, but we'll do all of them after the main review, the Jam One Ryan B. Jam. I personally don't understand the logic of putting the title on The Miz. If this is to piss off the fans, then congrats, you've done it. If this is some convoluted way to give us Bobby versus Drew, then just give us that without The Miz. Yeah, well, I, as I said, like I'm, I'm pretty certain this was done because they wanted to get the title off of Drew so he could win it back at WrestleMania, and this is a way around it. Like the Miz is the third wheel in this storyline, and he's the unimportant wheel, I, I think. But you know, I, I'm, I'll be, may, I'll be very interested to see like Raw tonight and see if I'm wrong on this and where we are actually going. I mean, you know, for all my like sort of belly aching and stuff of being like, you know, I really don't want to watch Raw tonight because I, and I really don't in a way. I'm interested to see what happens, but I don't want to watch the show. I am still kind of like intrigued to see what's coming up the back of it. Smackdown. I want to watch Smackdown. Oh God, I want to watch what a great what a great show. Yeah. Uh on the what did you just say there? I've I've had a point to make. Blah 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 blah. Some combo. Yeah, I actually thought that Lash the the MVP had purchased the Money in the Bank briefcase off of Miz. I thought that's what their backstage segment was when they were talking in a mute way. Uh, so I, even when Miz was walking down before Lashley had left, I thought, oh, he's going to hand him the briefcase. Yeah. That you could, could have done that.
Let's get on with the Elimination Chamber play-by-play review. We'll get to all of your uh, Ultra Chats at the end of the show. First up, we had on the pre-show, John Morrison taking on Mustafa Ali, taking on Ricochet versus Elias. And the winner of this four-way, which was added very late in the day, would become the third member of the Triple Threat for the United States title on the main card. Yeah, so um, I, I think like once they sort of announced that there was going to be still it was going to remain a three way. I think a lot of us went like, "Oh yeah, Bobby's not walking out of this." The United States Champion. Then like I think that it's quite clear that they're putting someone in there who can take the pin so that they can get the belt off of Bobby and put it onto Riddle. Like I changed, I had Bobby down as my prediction in Wrestle League up until two minutes before the show started, and I changed it to, to Riddle right at the last minute and to, to get because I was like, this, "Surely that's got to be the way we're going now." So the reports are both PW Insider and uh, Fightful Select have confirmed it. Keith Lee is injured. He's not on the show. Uh, he was at Monday's Raw apparently backstage, but couldn't couldn't work. Uh, he wasn't at. He wasn't backstage at Elimination Chamber at all. So hopefully he gets well soon. He's you know we love Keith Lee. It's it's. A, I, I think he probably would have won the United States title out of this on this night, yeah, which is such a I shame. So. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But the yeah, this was this was a fun match. Uh, it was pretty quick overall. Ricochet is fantastic. I was just a little bit confused why no one had their seconds out there. Ali had all of Retribution. There was no Jackson Riker for Elias. There was no Miz for John Morrison, and they all could have interfered because it was a no DQ. Well, that was more my thing. It's like Retribution were all standing around ringside, and not a not a one of them thought to get in the ring and beat up the other lads to help Ali win this. They just stood on the outside, like, like just statues, basically, just to be like, ooh, I'm menacing. <laughs> so, you can, like, you can just get in and beat people up. You don't need to, like, just stand around. They did get involved in the end to take a ricochet, but, you know, it sort of backfired. I mean, retribution are a joke. What else is new? Yeah, so Morrison goes on to uh, the main card. The main show, however... And the first half of the main show was really, really good stuff. The SmackDown Chamber opened with Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Cesaro start things off. They're like the narrative spine through this match. Uh, then it was, oh, who was it next? Was it? That wasn't Corbin that came in next. Corbin came Corbin in ca- because, and we were saying this on the show on the live reactions. He is the perfect person to put in third in this match because it's Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. It is Bryan Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli. Like this is ROH dream match stuff that we absolutely love and adore. The best person to bring in there is the WWE guy Baron Corbin to slow the pace down. It's beautiful. What a perfect inclusion into this match absolutely spot on and i loved his performance in this yeah he was really really good well we were all expecting headlock city to take off as soon as corbin came in but no like deep sixes real good show of aggression yeah like you know like we were saying with the miz this presentation of corbin is very effective and you know where he's big moves he's got a great move set um mm-hmm. And and yeah, he's the perfect WWE foil to all our indie favorites. It was a very it was a very smart way to really book was, yeah. both kayfabe wrestling action while also working on the actual sort of underlying underlying feelings of us marks. You know, <laughs> uh, after that we had Sami Zayn come out. He was very fun too. 
uh, my notes are all over the place here. <laughs> I really like Kevin Sami Zayn in all of mm. this. Like, yeah. I thought Sami Zayn was fun. You know, the documentary crew was sent to the back, but he was, you know, trying to escape throughout this. And basically, like, a lot of his, you know, felt like uh, he was just trying to get out of the chamber. There was a very convoluted spot when he, he and like, Cesaro were um, just sort of like sliding along the, the chamber wall and, and Sami fell off, which looked like it was a horrible, ugly bump to take. Um, but like the, Cesaro came out of this match looking absolutely awesome. Although he wasn't in like, you know, he went out before the final two. And I was, I really thought Cesaro was, was winning this and going on to face Reigns. I thought he looked like his stock was raised by this. And I, I loved this SmackDown chamber. Mm. And it, what this uh, did was actually just prove how great the uh, mid card and upper mid card scene is on smackdown of potential future opponents for for roman down the line i think it did a really good job of establishing that which i, I think is something that the raw chamber failed to do mm. yeah i could i could take a pick of any of these guys apart from corbin really uh mm. to go up against roman you know jay even even jay down the line again uh kevin owens has had a bunch of roman matches i don't want to see that again anytime soon but i definitely do want to see it again uh, maybe even with a baby face Sami Zayn, there was a terrific moment when Kevin Owens came out, and they've been kept apart on SmackDown. And <laughs> this is the this is the first real time that we've had the dynamics flipped, where it's Sami's the heel, Owens is the face, and Sami tried to appeal to Owens as you know, like we're not the poster boys here, we need to team together. And I was like, oh, I know it's not going to happen, but. But Kevin Owens like beat him up, and it was actually Owens who eliminated Sammy in the end. But then we got this fantastic elimination spot where the chamber entrance is opened to get rid of Sammy, and Owens is sort of like he's just his arm is hanging out of the the chamber, and Jey Uso just slides the door shut, rams it on Kevin Owens's arm, traps him in there, super kick, super kick, super kick on the head uh, to get rid of Owens. That was so great. Like this was one of the best eliminations because it looked so, so brutal. Uh, Owen sold it like a million bucks. Jay looked amazing coming off the back of it. It was just, it was actually really creative and clever. I can't remember who it was on the stream or like we had a, a chat that came in about this, but it was like, it's, it kind of stuns me every year that we've been doing these chamber matches now for a long, long time. And every year someone finds a new way to kind of like be like, oh, I did not think of that. I did not see that coming. And I thought that was a really, really smart use. Not always good though, are they? The new <laughs> spots. <laughs> No, not all of them are good. We'll get to AJ and Omos, but you know, sometimes they're really great. And this is one of those really great ones. So it came down to Cesaro ran wild. Uh, really cool stuff with Brian, but Jay got rid of Cesaro in the end. Um, but, the, you know, Cesaro was made to look fantastic in this. And then Jay was going to beat Brian, but Brian got the knees up and then a knee in the face. Brian wins. And then the chamber lifts up. And he has to face Roman Reigns right away. And this was also just booked to perfection. Reigns takes ages to get in the ring. Setting up for a spear. We're all like, ah, I know what's happening. Spear, running knee counter, bit of a back and forth. Roman wins. But it was a spear into the yes lock, which looked so cool. And then you've got this really tense moment. Not a pin, which is over very quickly, but Roman struggling. In this yes lock, I, Roman's selling here was so good because all that composure went away and he was immediately that panicked, scared, egotistical, just heel. 
and yeah. it was lovely to see that exposed. It was so great, but also because he's the fresh man coming into this, and Daniel Bryan's just fought, you know, this 40 minute war inside the chamber. Roman had the strength to power out of this because Bryan was much weaker, having been in the chamber to lock it on fully. So Roman was able to power out of this. So, which doesn't diminish Bryan, but it also really puts over Roman. I, I thought this was actually, you know, for the two minutes that it went, I thought this was absolutely terrific stuff. Really, really loved this. Um, of course, Roman retained, choked out Brian in the guillotine. And who should attack but an edge spear? And then he pointed at the sign, the WrestleMania sign, and then loads of pyro went off. I think he's going for Balor at NXT, you know. <laughs> so if you didn't see our live reactions last night, the five of us that were in there, four of us all were like, oh, cool. So that means that it's Edge versus Roman at WrestleMania. That's pretty concrete. And Louis said, I don't know. I think they're being really subtle uh, about it. I don't think he's fully made a decision yet. <laughs> Michael Cole's on commentary being like, that's the WrestleMania match. And Louis being like, I don't know. Like, really, I'd put money on that it's not Roman Edge at WrestleMania. He was adamant that it wasn't going to be Roman Edge. He said, he said I put good money. I'll put good money on it as pyro was going off when edge pointed to the mania sign uh vinny's got up a a super speedy turnaround of the best moments from our elimination chamber reactions linked in the video description down below so go and watch that after this if you haven't already the 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 three hour show condensed into into half an hour of our best bits but yeah absolutely great no Everyone came out of the chamber match better than they went in. I'm going to be hypercritical here because the ending message of this was, yeah, but Roman Edge. Yeah, oh, totally. Because I know, like, we even thought about this during the stream. They'd be like, oh, you can do Roman Bryan at Fastlane as basically like Roman setup match for, for Edge. But, like, I suppose the question you asked me, like, well, what would be the point? Because I don't think anyone, like, you're, you're spending so much time building Edge versus Roman. There's no point in putting Roman into that sort of match where he's just going to be Brian because Brian gets nothing out of that and Roman gets nothing out of that. You're better off finding a more creative way to use the fast lane pay-per-view to promote the match that's happening at WrestleMania as opposed to just giving Roman a filler feud against Daniel Bryan. Have Edge spear Brian too. He's the ultimate opportunist. He's like that both of these Brian could become a champion as well. I could be facing him at Mania. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but overall, just terrific action. Love all the guys in the chamber. I thought they did fantastic work. And the Roman stuff was great too. So good. Uh, after that, we got Bad Bunny talking to Sonya Deville backstage. Then Miz comes in and he was like, I wish I was on SNL as the musical act. Yada, yada, yada. Bad Bunny slapped him. First physical yeah. action, really. We got, I guess we got the dive at, at yeah. the Royal Rumble. Miz turns back round and there's Damian Priest. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm all for this feud getting over Damian Priest. Like, they clearly have got a lot of stock in him. And uh, do you know how I know that? Because it's more than three weeks and the push is still continuing. I don't know, man. Three <laughs> weeks. What? On the third week, the 24-7 title enters the picture. It, it, was on, a, it was for an SNL. It was a means to an end. On the third week and six days, Miz, Miz effectively moves on from that. I did a darkest timeline, Miz, Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Bobby Lashley with the WWE title <laughs> on the line. Yeah, I don't think that's that. No, 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 I mean, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Bobby Lashley, after that, we got Bobby Lashley versus Riddle and John Morrison, who won the four-way in the pre-show. This was, it started off a bit weird because I didn't quite know what they were going for. And Riddle has been booked into oblivion over the last two months of Raw. And Lashley just started beating up Riddle. And I was like, okay, great. We're getting this again. And then Morrison started going for Lashley and Lashley beat him up too. And after a while, I was like, but Lashley beating people up is really cool and fun to watch. And Lashley is just on fire at the moment with this far more aggressive portrayal he's had since the Rumble. And they they told the story of Morrison Riddle working together, trying to take out Lashley, then them going at it. Overall, this was a really, really exciting match. Yeah, I very much enjoyed this. Really, really good. But I think it's also a testament to how great WWE have been in protecting Bobby Lashley as a character. And the way that they've been portraying him now for the last few months, Mm. really, really dominating performance, pretty much since he won the US title. And even slightly before that, he's been this... Like they have been building him so, so well and so, so effectively that, yeah, even though Riddle's been booked into absolute oblivion, there were times where I'm like, oh man, Riddle's got some like hope spots here. Even John Mor- John Morrison's also been booked into oblivion because he's been sidelined with the Miz. Also, I had like, oh, maybe, maybe Morrison could win this. I thought it was a really, really effective match. And the finish there, yeah, saw um, Riddle roll up John Morrison to get the win. That's why John Morrison was put into the match. So Riddle is your new US champion. I don't know what you do with him next, though, because clearly Morrison, like clearly Lashley's moving on. So who else has been in the title picture? Because it has been like just so much of Bobby for the last Bobby and Riddle for the last three months. What do you do next? Well, I think obviously the plan was for I th- I think speculating the plan was for Keith Lee to win this here, um, because I just don't I can't see Keith Lee getting pinned and I can't see Lashley getting pinned, and it had to be a triple threat. So I don't think Riddle being the US champ was the was the initial plan for this. But yeah, I think hopefully Lee recovers mm-hmm. and we get we get Riddle versus Lee, which I'm all for. That'd be a great match. Really, really good. Because they had a banging match on Raw as well. So I think they would have an absolutely killer match on pay-per-view. The finish we we forgot to mention, uh Riddle took MVP's crutch because he's injured his leg and hit Bobby Lashley. And that just took him out long enough for Riddle to hit the bro Derek and win. So like mm. r- really solid booking there. It protected, it kind of restarted Riddle a lot. There's still a lot of work to do there to get him back to a credible threat or champion because he did spend a lot of the match running away. And even when he won the title, he was like running away from Bobby up the ramp. Uh, but it is what it is. You know how um, like re- some wrestlers get their own versions of titles. I really hope that Matt Riddle gets a like a US title that's shaped like a pizza and it's got like pizza slices on it with like US in pepperoni or something and that's his new title because he's been all about pizza as of late. You see if it's the United States championship design you probably want pizza written on that title in big letters. <laughs> Sorry you're ab- <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> in little pepperonis. I am. I've I've pre-booked my pizza. <gasps> How exciting! It oh, arrives at five p.m. So let's so you know, speed through this. Delivers. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, the show took a complete nosedive, in my opinion. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their women's tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Opportunity to do something there. All four of them. Well, you know, three of them are incredible uh, talents. 
and Nia Jax is a good character to get heel heat. So, and, you know, Banks is the champion, Belair won the Rumble, loads of dynamics to play off. But all of this was just about Reginald. I'm, I'm not into Reginald on SmackDown, man. I'm not into this sommelier stuff. And like, I, 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 it doesn't help with the fact that Sasha Banks has done nothing but beat Carmella like again and again and again. So it's kind of, you know, there are some people who'd be like, oh, I think it will be a three-way at Mania with Carmella. And that's like, why would Carmella be part of that match? Like Banks has beaten her a lot. Like she doesn't need to be part of that match. So it's all about this Reginald stuff, which I'm so just not into. Mm. And I'd rather just focus on Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, who really is the best. It's the be- it's the EST versus the boss. That is so much more interesting than Reginald the sommelier. Yeah. Why on earth does that have to be a factor in this storyline? Uh, but that's that's what happened. They had a match. It was it was there and Reginald Kent comes down and he he offers Sasha a champagne bottle to use as a weapon the referee sees that takes it off of her that's enough to let Nia Jax recover Samoan drop Nia retains for her and Baszler Baszler's like an afterthought throughout all of this by the way which is you know it stings because mm-hmm. it was this pay-per-view last year where she became the first ever person to eliminate every single other competitor in a chamber match. Yeah, yeah, it really sucks for that. And I, I, I didn't like this match, and I thought that it did nothing to build for a Mania match between these two. And I also think it did very little for Jackson Baszler as the tag champs. Uh, I'm still not into their feud with Lana. I'm actually much more interested in their NXT tag title match mm. they've got coming up. Way more into that. And to be honest, if I'm WWE, taking the belts off them and just putting it onto um, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Just that there was an NXT thing. That's a gr- I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Because then it, it would stop WWE's main roster just going, ah, but mm. we've broken up all the tag teams. Oh, let's put these two together. Your best friends now. Your best friends now. Your best friends now. And I, I think Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is fantastic. I think she's mm-hmm. a real star. Um, yeah, so that that happened. Miz and MVP are seen talking to each other backstage. Oh, yeah, we know where, where that we, leads. This is where we were all starting to think. Oh, uh, uh, this is where the penny dropped that mm. Miz was cashing in tonight. But it was it was a case of how. Or MVP was buying the briefcase. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I'll take that back. The penny dropped that someone was cashing in tonight. I mean, you know, I'm all for foreshadowing, but do you do you have this shot if you're doing the show, or do you do you have a complete briefcase surprise? It's quite unlike WWE to give away essentially what they're going to do later. I think it's just to add intrigue into watching Raw because I think it is it's for people mm. like you and I it's for you know the yeah. two and a half thousand people that are watching this to kind of be like oh which could lead to this on Raw so yeah so I think it was it was there for the intrigue purposes and to yeah to make you be like to make sure you stick around for the end of don't switch off before the end of this match that's a good point um so the main event well, the real main event was Drew versus Miz but the scheduled main event was the Raw. Elimination Chamber match, Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't in love with this match. 
No, I wasn't either. Like, you know, as I said, the SmackDown one really kind of like highlights how great the SmackDown roster and the SmackDown mid-card, upper mid-card into potential main event scene is. I think this match exposed how lacking the Raw division is. And again, that's nothing against any of the lads that are in the match. That's just how Raw has been, has booked itself for the last year and a bit. It is just like that no one feels like they're a credible threat outside of Bobby Lashley. And and it, I think this match sort of exposed that. Like there were times where I kept forgetting Jeff Hardy was in this match. Kind of the same with Kofi Kingston. They were just sort of there. And I think a lot of this match was just, it just happened. And then Drew won. And then that was it. Well, there was one thing that happened. It was, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that now. Uh, but actually, I, I liked all of Drew and AJ's in-ring wrestling, particularly the finish. Uh, a phenomenal forearm into a Claymore reversal for Drew to win. That was fantastic. Uh, and Kofi had a few good spots. But yeah, I just didn't feel emotionally invested in any of this. No. Uh, so so the thing that happened when Luke earlier said, it's amazing they're still coming up with new, creative, fresh ideas. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's incredible. Uh, not this one, I, I don't think. AJ Styles... Uh, there's two people left. It's him and Sheamus before they're meant to come out, which means it's definitely AJ next because we know Sheamus is last. Randy Orton is quickly eliminated by Kofi when Kofi comes out. Awesome moment. I actually really, really like that spot. It was it, it, gave, it was like a shot in the arm of adrenaline for this match because I was suddenly like, oh my God, I didn't expect that. This isn't mm -hmm. predictable. Randy flips out, RKO's both Kofi and Jeff and, and storms out. Now, while this is happening, and I'm I'm on the edge of my seat now, Omos rips off the back of AJ's pod. I'm like, wow, that's I've never seen that before. Where's this going? AJ gets out of the pod, walks round into the ring. So effectively, he's getting in a few minutes early for the for the explicit purpose of pinning and eliminating Jeff and Kofi, who have just taken those RKOs. Both men kicked out, and nothing else happened. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this today. Is a potential fix to this spot that AJ does this whole thing where he sneaks in to try and get these pins right. Like he comes in early so he can, you know, be the opportunist and, and get these pins. The pins don't work. So AJ's like, uh-oh. So he then <clears> tries <throat> to get back into his pod. And is trying to get Omos <laughs> to like put the plexiglass back while the referees are saying, no, you've already entered yourself into this match. And he's going like, no, 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 the buzzer hasn't gone yet. I'm not in the match yet. And then the buzzer goes and then he gets in and then you do the, does that make the spot work? Uh, I think that's a, that's a funny bit of comedy. Uh, I would, I would laugh at that. I, I, that's cool. Um, I'm thinking maybe AJ gets frustrated there and says like, get in here. And Omos like, gets in to the pod through that gap and then he like punches through the pod as well which would have been a cool visual and then Omos finally does some actual moves on someone in the chamber and then AJ can pin them both but no Adam Pierce ejected Omos from ringside which you know why <laughs> yeah it was just i i i i don't think it particularly worked it didn't make AJ look smart because he got into the match early we were kind of like just a bit like is aj in the match now like it, i don't think yeah. it was explicitly clear as to, to what had happened it, it sort of worked on paper but i don't think it worked in principle um i have just 
I just saw someone's uh, the twinny there said Ollie and Luke can breathe easy if they check WrestleVotes' latest tweet. I'll read it here for you. It's that time of year, lots of misinformation uh, with sources, which happens around WrestleMania. However, from source, WWE title match, The Miz is not scheduled to be involved. As of now, Bobby Lashley is. There you go. And I, I think it's on tonight's show. I and I, 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 if it was me in charge, that's what I would do. I would open tonight's show because tonight's, I think tonight's opening might get a pretty decent number, and so I would do the title switch there rather than try and like drag it out and get people to watch the third hour. Do it right off the bat in the first moment, in the first like you know first segment of the show. I think Miz comes out, does a little celebration party, then in comes the Hurt Business, start initially celebrating with him like that, and then the tone changes. MVP's like, now it's time to give us what we want. And Miz is like, no, 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 like, later, later, after WrestleMania. And they're like, no, tonight. And then you have that as the main event, I think. I'd, I'd schedule it out that way. I, I like it that you got um, Miz being like, yeah, no, it's cool. And then he's like, yeah, when you agreed to a, a contract for a match. And that match is going to start right now. And then Bobby just absolutely destroys Miz. Miz still in a suit like, and pins yeah. them and, and wins the title. I think that'd be, I think that'd be pretty cool. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Do- <laughs> what would you give the show overall? I was salty on it and I gave it two out of five because the ending annoyed me so much that it undid the good work at the start. Yeah, I think I would probably go for three out of five. Like, you know, half the show was good. So, like, yeah, I suppose maybe two and a half. Like, I would be taken down with the Miz thing. But then after a while, I was like, I I kind of, you know, talked myself into this idea that Miz is not going to be a long-term champion. So it wasn't that big of a deal that he won, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd have probably gone three out of five. We put it to our, um, our you know, YouTube community. And 49% hmm. also said three out of five as thumbs in the middle, with 26% coming in second, saying yeah. it was a four out of five great purview. And I do think that is a lot of people who were behind the the, the Miz win. Like you said, you know, that that 59% that were uh, that were agreeing with sort of your or sort of disagreeing with your statement on your the Rust Talk community tab. That's uh, it's time to get in with all of your hyper chats. Let's see how many we've got. <gasps> a lot. Six pages left. Oh, <laughs> Nine pages overall. So we will speed through them. Uh, but also, before we get into those, there's 2,500 of you watching right now. As you've probably noticed, this isn't the main Wrestle Talk channel. The Wrestle Talk podcast has now moved here exclusively onto this channel. Subscribe, enable notifications, tell everyone you know that the WrestleTalk podcast is where you need to be now. The WrestleTalk channel will only be the WrestleTalk news. So that the aim is to make it nice and neat for your subscription feeds. Yeah, so essentially what we have uh, learned and what we've been told and sort of, you know, the research and the people that we're working with is that by loading the news and the podcast onto the same channel is the, and the lists is that all three are just eating each other and none of them are really getting the exposure through the YouTube algorithm. So by separating them out onto other channels, they're now being given some time to breathe, which should help the YouTube algorithms, which should actually help it get recommended to you in your subscription feeds because sometimes it doesn't get recommended in your subscription feed if it doesn't match the algorithm requirements. So 
it's a way to better it's, it's a way for a better viewing experience for you uh the audience which we love and we love each and every one of you so uh, i really hope that this does work out Last call for Hyper Chats. Get them in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them, starting with Ja Crispy One. Hi, guys. After fantasy booking, I am happy The Miz cashed in. Hear me out. Fast lane, Miz versus Lashley for the strap due to Miz and MVP's chat backstage. Lashley wins, setting up a match with May- Drew at Mania with fans. What are your thoughts? It's kind of basically what we were saying, yeah, but I think it's it'll either happen at Fast Lane or it's happening on Raw. I be, I don't think it's it's happening before it's fast lane is basically the last the latest it's going to happen I think Nate S this goddamn company stuff my hole we're getting Shane versus Miz for the title at Mania aren't we <laughs> Would you rather have that or Braun at least might get another Miz dad experience I mean you know Miz versus Shane was probably my favorite match from that year's WrestleMania so. <laughs> Wouldn't be Heller against it. Miz as champion, maybe, but Miz versus Shane as a rematch, I'm not 100% against. Michael Short, WWE worked me last night. Two great chamber matches. I forgot he was talking to MVP earlier in the night and generally thought, oh, this is a good feud to get us through Fastlane. I'm not even bothered if Lashley won at Fastlane. Then the Miz's music hit. Unhappy face. Mm. Stu, better than Goldberg being champion, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Homer star fan, 13. I thought for sure they would be... Home star fan, 13. I thought for sure they would be building to Drew Sheamus for Mania as Drew didn't pin Sheamus and Sheamus had him beat before Styles showed up. So I'm very confused as to why it seems they're moving Drew on to fight Lashley or Miz. I think it's going to be Drew versus Sheamus at Fastlane where the winner gets the title shot at WrestleMania. And that's when Drew does beat Sheamus. Because, yeah, as you say, the story is that Drew can't beat Sheamus. And that's the moment that he does beat him to get the Mania match. Flim Flam Mandrew. I don't necessarily like that the Miz is champ, but the story makes total sense and I'm intrigued. So I consider that an absolute win when it comes to WWE. I think someone who's won three singles matches in in, you know, 16 months is... Not the most sense in the world to be the WWE champion. Chuck Cassis. Miz has worked his ass off for the last 15 years to become a better WWE superstar. He has been the jobber for main event and celebrities and worked so hard to get them over. He deserves to be the champ. Have you seen his reaction? It's so heartwarming. Love you. I I mean, I've, I've said my piece on the deserving thing. The only reaction I've seen is the is the heel promo. Oh, so he must have done a more candid one. Mark USD, you guys are so upset about The Miz, but let Edge beat Roman and you'll have a different stance. Let the other company produce a throwback champion like Sting and it will be a five out of five. Can't stand the bias. AEW can fart and it's brilliant. Did AEW fart? Oh my God. It went went toot toot. Uh, yeah, I can see why you, you, I can see that argument for our hypocrisy. I, I feel like I have explained why I think there's a difference there. Uh, Sting isn't isn't like becoming the champion. I feel like AEW. I feel like AEW is a fresh young company, and I still feel optimistic about a lot of the guys' chances there, as opposed to WWE, where it's going back to stuff they did that didn't work ten years ago. Yeah. I think those are two very different things. I think it's so clearly different. And I think you and I have been quite clear uh, on our stances on that. And you know what? If Sting had if Sting had beaten Kenny Omega, then yeah, I would have been like, that's not the great, that's not a great choice to make because 
Kenny Omega is the guy that you want to be running with at the moment. So yeah, I don't think I would have said that was a five out of five show. Ryo Adante two two one son of gum chewing funk son of a gum chewing funk monster. Why the fruit does this company have to do stupid things like this? As far as I care, these miserable cows can have a fancy barbecue with its falling ratings. Mini rant over. Love you guys a lot. Love you too, Ryo. Tom Daniels. Hey guys, I wonder if this Miz love-hate relationship is a generational thing. No offence. My friend stopped watching wrestling, but watched Elimination Chamber last night and absolutely loved Miz winning and wants to watch Raw. Also, isn't the point that he doesn't deserve the title? Yes. It is, yeah. And I, I, I'm completely willing to believe that it's a generational thing. You know, I'm a crusty old wrestling fan now who has, I'll be honest, never really liked The Miz much. So maybe that really does sort of play into it. It's interesting, anecdotally, that your friend is a lapsed fan who wants to watch again. I think that'll be far outweighed by the number of people who don't want to watch based on the events of last night. Nate S, you know who seems way more comfy than The Miz? Drew. Drew seems extra comfy. You know who else? Keith Lee seems super comfy and cosy, like Homer wrapped up like a warm cinnamon bun. Oh, no, Nate, your mistake there is Keith is new. Keith Keith isn't comfy. Not to Vince. He's not been there long. He doesn't, he's an unknown quantity. Camel Arif. Miz has been loyal to the company, and I'm happy for him for the win. How... Ever, I think it came at the expense of Drew's title run. I fear for Drew's momentum going into WrestleMania. I, I wouldn't. I still think he's going to be in that main event position. I think he'll be fine. The Jam won Ryan B. Jam. So being a solid guy for over a decade makes you deserve a WWE title run? Well, I guess Sheamus and R-Truth are going to get title runs this year, right? R-Truth's a great example in that. You know, he has been a solid, dependable guy in that company for, you know, 10 plus years. Maybe he should be the WWE champion. He deserves it. Gilbert S. Are you sure Bobby Lashley is intended to beat Miz? Miz is expected to lose. I agree to swerve fans at Fastlane when WWE goes to Peacock. They'll need bigger than Lashley, right? Cena? Brian? CM Punk? For a big WrestleMania draw to get people on Peacock. I, but I think they think that Bobby is the big draw because they've been building him to be this dominance heel. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I praise WWE for it. I think they've done a great job in presenting Bobby Lashley for the last, you know, six plus months. Uh, a hot tag to you. Uh, Dave Donaldson says, Miz's problem is he works a WWE safe style, meaning he doesn't get injured often. But in 2021, we want to see the bar being pushed, but he'll never be that wrestler. He can cut a decent promo, but it's few and far between. Hopefully Lashley wins tonight. Uh, Michael Gustine says, I'm, uh, I'm like the, the, I like that the Miz won the belt if they book it right. He could get his main event push like Kofi did. Oh, don't hope it's like Kofi's run. That was <laughs> um, just got to keep him away from Brock and Goldberg. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tennyson, uh, hi guys, love the show. If Bobby does win the belt tonight from uh, Miz, um, he should get a proper run with it. His run in TNA shows that he can be the guy. Mm, agreed. Yeah. That's a sad consequence of this because I fully expect Drew to win it at Mania when Lashley, yeah, he could be a, they could actually turn him into a top star. Ethan Adamson-Joseph says, Adam said it best uh, that some people just want to watch the world burn. I think the Joker might have said that. Um, uh, Also, uh, you guys mentioned the Miz hasn't won a match since January 2020. How would you book Miz to be a serious champion? Your eyes, great content as always. I think that's a really tricky thing because there's, you know, 10 plus years worth of damage being done to his reputation credibility yeah 
just make him a bit more psychotic and obsessed with the title. Quit uh, comedy stuff. Drop the comedy. Quit the comedy stuff. Like the correct stuff. The hey hey ho ho. Get rid of all of that stuff. Yeah, but still, it's a, it's a struggle. He's yeah. not that kind of wrestler. No, exactly. But that's you know. But you know, as a mid card U.S. Instagram outside picture, mwah, muy mm. bueno, absolutely spot on. Uh, Kate Loth, first donation. Been watching since it was just Ollie on the channel. Thank you for the content. Started watching wrestling in late tw- uh, 2009 when I was just seven years old. One of the first champs I saw was The Miz. I think a lot of people who like this booking have nostalgia for that. I, and, and you know what? Like, do, do you think we were kind of the same way when Rock won the title in 2014? Definitely. Yeah. You know, it was a good, we were like, ah, oh, it sucks that it came at the expense of CM Punk, but kind of in a way, hey, The Rock is the WWE champion. So that's kind of cool, right? Mm. Yeah, but the difference uh, there is The Rock uh, created one of the biggest buy rates in company history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronan Cahill, uh, all three of Raw's singles champions have been so poorly booked in the last six months. Uh, how does creative not see that this is poor uh, storytelling? Uh, I, I mean, they, they booked SmackDown as well. Great. Yeah, Bobby's been booked great, I would say. Um, Leon Quashi, if champions are chosen by those who deserve it, Ishii and Shibata should have been multiple times IWGP champions. Love the Stone Pitbull. That is a really great point. But you know what? Ishii is not. He was never like the right guy at the right time. That's. I mean, that is one of the rare. You know, I said there are exceptions. Ishii getting an IWGP heavyweight title run is definitely one of them. He you does deserve that, that. A, You can tell that over a really long story of the guy that has never been seen as the guy. I think there'd be mm. some interesting stuff in there. Uh, Anthony uh, Velasquez. I hated seeing Miz win the title, but I know that he won't hold it for long and he will drop it to Lashley. Then I think we're going to get Lesnar versus Lashley at Mania. That was one of the things that Lashley himself said got him to re-sign with WWE and come back. He was promised a match against uh, Lesnar. Um, it is the season. To correct myself, it was Rumble 2013, not 14. Uh, Fran Chile, I laughed my ass off when Miz won the belt. As a proud AEW mark, <laughs> it makes me glad that I stopped watching WWE since last year's WrestleMania. Still watch all of your reviews and your podcast, Jam That Jam. Thank you very much. Flying Master 001, uh, don't see how Miz is WWE Champion in 2021 is worse than Edge wins the Royal Rumble in 2021. At least Miz has been full-time company guy for the last 10 years. He earned this opportunity in my eyes. I think Flying Master, you should probably respond to some of the people in my uh, Is Edge Actually Good video who took me to task for even questioning uh, this idea of Edge winning the Royal Rumble, if that's a good thing. I've seen that argument. I think it's I think it's a good argument. Uh, it's one I don't agree with ultimately, though, because I think Edge is a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Handley, uh, you ever watched that South Park episode with the manatees collecting random spheres to create family guy jokes? That's how Ms. <laughs> winning makes sense, but replace the manatees with a septuagenarian and the jokes with dead-eyed swerve ideas. Or dead ends web ideas. Uh, Flying Master is back again. Um, still do not see how... Oh, it's the same issue we had uh, previous. John McNeil, this pay-per-view is the living embodiment of different... Uh, different, different means it's actually good. The Miz hasn't been... Hasn't had a memorable storyline in five years. Hasn't won a singles title in three years. He deserves nothing. He needs to be more interesting. Miz is stale, not different. Hmm. I, I think I know what you mean. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Flying Master, claiming there are no new stars. Drew is already a star and it doesn't hurt him, in my opinion. I struggle to see how Miz winning shows uh, they're stale and doesn't change. It seems like this is leading to Drew versus Lashley. Could we, oh, totally. That's that's 100% where they're going. 
Um, my point when I was talking about Miz being the comfy jumper, it wasn't a case of that the story is bad. It's just that you could have done this with a new character, and I think it would have been so much more effective. But they chose the Miz because the Miz is a warm, comfy jumper that they can rely on. Um, Zachary Giggory, maybe? Uh, I don't like Miz as champion, but if they're building up a good world title storyline going into Mania for Drew or even Keith Lee, I'll be okay with it. I'll give them until Mania. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam. Zachary, you'll be back, mate. Um, <laughs> James Handley. Uh, to anyone who believes the Miz is going to have a long reign, I applaud your optimism and your fandom in regards to the Miz, but I'd also like to sell you things. Like I have a rock here that keeps tigers away for a thousand US dollars, if you're interested. That sounds like good money. <laughs> uh trey xxxx miz won and i loved it bring the chaos to wrestlemania that is optimism feels like miz beat the piss out of your dog with how angry you were last night plus ollie how many wins uh did you have before you became the champion uh none because i'm the inaugural champion <laughs> yeah. uh ronnie does miz winning the title kind of prove right back correct about the title just being a prop now uh, there's a storyline reason for it to be shifted around like this. Uh, but yeah, WWE. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you were going to make a better point than me. I was going to say, I think Drew has actually made that title feel fairly prestigious. Aside mm. from the Randy slip-up, I feel like the title has actually meant quite a bit more than, than it has in previous years. Uh, Robert Phillips said, I hated Miz as Mr. Money in the Bank. Was no threat whatsoever, but as the bell rang, I actually began to roll my eyes expecting a worn-out surprise claymore. Do I like Miz as champion just for the surprise of it? I like how Lashley has been presented in it all, so who knows? And Devante Lee, Cena versus Miz 2 at WrestleMania. Just don't fully run into the darkest timeline. Oh, that is a dark timeline. That's one of the worst WrestleMania main events. That's how you get The Rock back for next year. Oh, he becomes no. the special guest host this year for Miz <laughs> Cena. Thrice in a lifetime. No. Oh, no, but this is where you're wrong. It's not Rock anymore. It's Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is the host of WrestleMania. It fills in for the Rock roll, and you get Bad Bunny versus Cena once in a lifetime at WrestleMania next year. Uh, well, it sounded like that was the end of the hyperchat. Uh-uh, we've still got three pages left. They're just not on Miz anymore. So Leon Quashy, that tag team match. Good Lord, that was bad. Real odd booking. Was Shayna really taking the heat for a Nia hot tag? And all of Reginald. Nia really showed her capabilities in that match too. Both women's champion not having the best booking. Nuh-uh. Yeah, suck for Asuka. Apparently, like, the Asuka-Lacey Evans match was being emphasized about two hours before the show started on various WWE social medias as still happening. Zachary Giggory, uh, what was the point of the Chamber matches this year if both Chamber match winners get beaten after their Chamber matches? WWE has very little direction anymore. WWE title, kinda. Raw women's title, all the tag titles. And we barely got a US title match. I disagree with you on the US title. I would disagree as well because I really like that. But also, like the idea of uh, the Roman match, like that, I, that sort of served its purpose, I think. Uh, do you want me to do this while you're taking a drink? No, James, James, James E. <laughs> thought both chamber matches were really good. Out of curiosity, what would you guys have as the best chamber match in history? I'd say the first one for me. Yeah, we had this on the Friday uh, magazine show with Denise Alcedo, and I honestly, I could not think of an answer. Um, thankfully, Adam's got a list. So uh, I would go and check out that list because he's got 10 of the buggers. Also, uh, hashtag jam that jam, hashtag yes please, hashtag no Mr. X-Pac. 
the Mr. Iconic. Is there any logical reason that Sammy's camera crew was banned from ringside, but Omos wasn't? Especially considering Omos is the one that always interferes, and Sammy's camera guys never have. I don't know why, but that inconsistency bothers me so much. Ah, well, you see, Mr. I- Iconic, it's because Omos is so big. He's so threatening that you can't stop him from being at ringside. Copyright claims, too. And probably just like, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. No. That's our footage. Ronan Carhill. It's only been one year since Shayna was such a savage beast that she bit Becky's neck. Now she's the weak link in a tag match with Nia. Oh dear. That's not, that's a very bad sign. Jake Zimmers. I'm not sure if this has been mentioned, but the title of Matt Riddle's post-match interview clip on WWE's YouTube channel was Riddle Basks in the Glory of the US title victory. Maybe feud with Keith Lee leading to a WrestleMania match. Do you want to hear my theory on that? I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Um, they obviously, you know, pre-typed up all the titles for the YouTube videos, and it was Keith Lee basks in the glory of the US title victory. And so they just had that all ready to go, and then they're like, copy and paste, just change that to Riddle, and then we'll just load the video. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, because it makes no sense otherwise. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Check the video description. His limitless uh, appeal... <laughs> Raging uh, raging Rhino 10101. The problems here all lie with Raw. The story on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view made complete logical sense, and it was a four out of five show. Woman's tag match books it down a peg, with no Goldberg, Cena, Brock wins, LOL, or random shenanigans. Uh, the only issue is Raw is using Miz in two polar opposite storylines. Serious Mr. Money in the Bank, who is desperate to become champ again, and comedy heel versus celeb to attract public attention. If Raw was cohesive and had long-term plans, this story makes sense. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. because when you said this on Raw reviews, there was the moments when he's cut these really serious promos and everyone's got like, oh, wow, that was a really like, mm. serious promo. Then he goes backstage with Adam Pearce and he's like, here's some comedy now. Put John Morrison into the title match because he's a former ECW champion. Like, And as we've said many times, I don't think the two really didn't mesh. Yeah, and I said he's a victim of his own talent. He's too good at both, so WWE just book it for him. Sadie Lady 59 hello, Wrestle Dads. What dads? Uh, Although I love the SmackDown Chamber, I feel like the whole pay-per-view was very rushed, put together at the last minute. A weird vibe throughout. The Hurt Business is the best thing on Raw right now. All I want is NXT Shayna versus Asuka for the title. I think we're way past that. Uh, optimism there but, i mean I, I i'm with you i'd love to have that as well i also completely agree that the hurt business is the best thing like one of the best things on raw they're so great i'll hot tag to you this i absolutely love stephen webb give me edge and christian versus roman and jay at Fastlane. yes please like i think we even sort of fantasy booked this in the rumble yeah. like edge and christian versus the usos but yeah with roman and jay in there as well it'd be amazing where is christian <laughs> went for the right story creative has nothing for him but i love that idea though really do um nater's wp says bubbles lashley versus brock lesnar at summerslam i mean it was meant to be summerslam like five years ago so maybe now is the time to do it uh sub-zero 1995 hey fellas really appreciate everything you do for us my prediction is that bubbles will win the title drew wins it back at mania then big boy bobs wins the money in the bank and cashes in (laughs) setting up the almighty bobby lashley versus the beast brock lesnar at wrestlemania next year oh i mean that's long-term booking i doubt wwe have thought that far ahead um i don't like the idea of bobby winning the money in the bank either because feels like he 
kind of did that via proxy. Cypher uh, H, your channel is mostly how I keep up with WWE nowadays, so thank you very much. Love all the way from South Africa. Nailed that accent. Myron Speed, uh, Ollie, I don't know how much you're playing, uh, how much you're paying Q-Tip with everything he does for the content. It isn't enough. With the bitcoins Louis owes you from the live reactions, I suggest you give Peter raise. It's good money. It's uh, he's an on authority. He's just happy for the exposure. That's how people get paid. An exposure. Matthew Burledge might be worth reminding folks to enable notifications on the new channel. I didn't get notified like I normally do until I enabled them. That's a great PSA there uh, from Matthew Burledge. Do enable notifications. Uh, Rohan Lipman, you guys really need to get a presenter who's more of a casual fan or at least play devil's advocate a little bit more. I'm losing my mind listening to this. That's why we have the the ultra chats to sort of talk yeah. this out back and forth. I, I and I I text my casual. I'll get it up. I was curious. About this. I was curious what a casual fan thought. I've also got a casual fan opinion on this if you want it as well. I like the Miz, but he should never be WWE champion again. Just no need for it. Does nothing for anyone. Won't be watching. Yeah, mine takes me that just said, F me, the Miz, question mark. Granted, you know, I, I imagine our casual fan friends are people in our age group. So yeah. there's not the best data pool, but yeah, the cat, <laughs> as far as I know, casuals hate it. <laughs> Worse than us. <laughs> Is this the return of Kedamin Dam? <laughs> Kedamin Dam said something different. <laughs> Luke Webb. Uh, Hi, boys. I'm in agreement with Miz winning is simply disappointing. Anyway, the Ollie Thority and Team Luke, team Luke Warm better be ready. Wrestle Talks Retribution has arrived and we're going to shut down Wrestle Talk. Anyway, appreciate the hard work. Thanks. Thank you, <laughs> Luke Webb. Um, some last you minutes. Kedamin Dam. I do. Of course I do. Uh, He's not feeling well at the moment, so he said oh. that when he saw that Miz had won, I was concerned that I was having some fever-based hallucination. Like it was 10 years ago and WWE are finally trying something new, only it's the absolute last thing anyone wanted at the time. He's talking about the camera work, Michael Bay. Don't know what else to say. I'd love to care, but it's still the same that it's been for years. They technically have the best of everything at their disposal and utilize barely 50% of it. Oh, straight from the ketamine mouth. Um, Zach Robinson said, it hurts that both Asker and Shane are in the positions they're in. They really should be dominating the division. Given the choice, who would you rather have go to AEW and how would you get the other back to a more prominent position? Oh, Asker. Big question. Yeah, I think I'd pick Asuka as well. I'd love, yeah, that'd be really, really great. Like Asuka versus Sheeta, that's just off the top of my head. But Asuka versus pretty much anyone they've got there would be great. But and again, I think that's a whole division that needs like some a big injection of star power. Uh, Joe Ray, I like Miz winning. To me, Drew is starting to feel like early Roman. It's just a little too much Drew for me. But I'm really interested in the potential after effect between Miz. I genuinely want to see a dominant, cocky heel Miz, Miz that jam. I think you may be disappointed, Joe. I yeah, I, I'm I'm. I feel a bit sad that people were down on Drew. Um, I thought he was a, a solid champion. So did I. Um, Issa Smith, um, well, I've calmed down a little bit more last night from Miz winning, but what did WWE do with the Women Tag Team Championships? They're so useless. Literally just being used as props for SmackDown and Raw women's title scenes. No credible tag teams either. Great question. Uh, I think our answer was put them on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And yeah. lastly, Peter Hamley, imagine Kenny Omega being your competitor's world champion and you reply with, 
the Mets. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a marathon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and like as we said, he, he, I don't think this is the end goal here. The end goal is Drew versus Bobby at WrestleMania. It's it's a transitional thing. I think Sean put it brilliantly on Twitter where he said he's a banana peel champion, and that that's <laughs> what he is. He's just, and I I still think in my heart of hearts. He loses the belt tonight. Well, we'll see. Subscribe to the WrestleTalk podcast channel right here. You might not be subscribed to it. You might have just seen this video pop up. You're like, oh, it's a WrestleTalk video. I'll watch that. Boom. This isn't the main WrestleTalk channel. So make sure you're subscribed. Enable notifications because me and Luke will be back same time tomorrow live to discuss tonight's episode of Raw and there's undoubtedly going to be some shenanigans involved. But for now, I've been Mr. Davis. This has been Lukewarm Luke Owen. Thank you ever so much for joining us all. I know it's a divisive topic, uh, but, you know, differences of opinion are what makes the world go round if we respect each other. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.